relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people and places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. I am very happy that you came on here. I was telling Billy just, you know, who you are as a grower, as a person. And well, like I've always really enjoyed what you guys do over there at Geek Farms and all the beautiful award-winning cannabis is my favorite way to put it. But how long have you been in the cannabis industry? I've been doing it seriously since 2011 prior to that was just poking around and selling excess to buddies yeah just enjoying the process mostly right. <laughs> how much excess <laughs> yeah i think it fluctuated really well, I bet it you know, did. back then it was like i think it depended on how much i was smoking mm-hmm. no i know that so, and it is such a sin that was a wonderful way to put that like i would just sell excess to yeah whatever is that you know that is i mean i think that's what people still do yeah <laughs> i think it's the appropriate thing mm-hmm. so no, what no. made you like go from are you from somewhere where it just where are you from? How about that? That's I'm, a good first question. Yeah, I'm from Central Oregon coast. Oh, uh, so my, it's been okay. It's been. yeah. I grew up, I grew up with home grows next to my house, and mom trimmed to pay rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's just it just is what it is around here. It's a it's part of the culture is the nice yeah. way to put it, and that's yeah. when I moved from East Tennessee to Seattle, Washington in 2006. That was one of the one of the first things I noticed was like, oh, so so it's just fine here. Okay, all right, yeah, that's- yeah it's just <laughs> it just is. It's a it's a it's an interesting culture. Like when you go outside of it and look look at it from from an outside perspective how how many people just don't give a shit in Oregon and that's just that's why I stick around no it was it was immediately where I moved to a foreign foreign land I'd never been west of Texas and then I was like there was just Mm. like everyone was pretty laid back and real cool with cannabis and I was like it's not not so scary here you guys this foreign like I'd say and I've been here on the west coast ever since i've been in georgia for five years i was i was about to say the only the the first time because you i acclimated myself pretty quick to the lifestyle like i took to it and i think looking back you're like no you were searching for it you weren't you didn't that there's like there's a something was propelling you to a certain thing and then but i didn't realize how acclimated to it and how cool it really was like you said because everyone it's just like your mom trims or whatever like that's yeah. how and like the cops are just kind of like yeah move get out of the way yeah um, <laughs> it's like you smell like weed get out of the way and you're like oh cool and then i went back to atlanta i was doing comedy and we walked outside of the venue and they were smoking a cigarette and i just lit up a joint and they were all like what in the fuck are you doing yeah yeah. Like, I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, it's just, we're in an alley. And they're like, you just can't do that here. And I was like, what? It's a city. You guys, I just, yeah. uh, it's like, there's doing murders right now. I was like, I don't know yeah. if you listen to hip hop, but 
a lot of bad stuff is happening in Atlanta. I've, so. I've gone to a lot of places and like flexed in alleys, like <laughs> that shouldn't they shouldn't have. That's definitely just casually. Something. You're not even. You're just like what? Yeah. This is an alley. This yeah, is I've, I've been yelled at in DC. Like I was like, oh, it's legal here now, isn't it? But they're like, yeah, but you can't smoke like <laughs> here. <laughs> it's confusing. I got. So. I tell. I think the last time I was there, I walked outside. There's like a little like of my hotel. There's just like an alley, but there's like a tree with a like a little yeah. whatever city. And I was just sitting on the little thing and a cop pulled up and he's like, man, you can't. And I was <laughs> like, I don't. I was like, I can't. He's like, just go in your hotel room. But that's what he yeah. said. <laughs> I was like, all well, right. And that's my favorite thing, too, is being in the East Coast. I grew up right outside of Philadelphia. Even with decriminalization and legalization out there, it's not legal the way it is out here. Like, no. even there, it's like no home cultivation. It's like, then it's not legal. I don't yeah. care what you... I don't no, care then you, if I can't grow it. the plant, then, I don't, then it's not... I always say, like, even when people say, like, they're for medical, they're, they're still saying they're for locking somebody up for a plant. So, I mean, no matter no matter how you look at it, if, you, if you're only for medical, you're like, oh, so you only want your buddies that smoke weed to not get locked up for a plant. I got you. <laughs> you want everybody else locked up. It's a, yeah. it's a vague dog whistle. If we're <laughs> exactly. To the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what it definitely is. is. And it's embarrassing. So back to your story, we went to whatever. Just I love preaching how cool the West Coast is. Like I will Me too. It's like I just, especially being from Tennessee and stuff. And it's like you guys, it's just cool. It's like real laid back. People are just like, yeah, man, that's all right. I think people but, get get a little worked up about it because we're loners out here. It's not as communal as it was in the south like i get it and and i understand that that kind of culture and it's just different so you got to adjust to that you got to make your own like groups out here versus just like they just happen a little bit more easily i guess in the south there's i mean as someone that tours it was one of the first things i noticed was like holy shit cities are far apart out here totally yeah and like and, in, in the south it's like yeah it's like an hour and a half to the next well, city and two hours and you're like five percent of the population is east of the mississippi so yeah. like no matter how we do it we're still spread out and it's awesome that's part yeah. of why i love it i'm good with it i live on 30 acres in the middle of fucking nowhere man so. i came <laughs> and i what's funny is like i came from like a very rural place so like yeah. even <clears throat> on the in the east coast technically you know, on the east side of the country it's still like absolutely it's still like no i like it where it's like i live in la and there's days where i'm like my wife is like have you left the house I'm like, no there's no <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna there's so many people out there i'm not gonna there's a lot but of people it's, it's just like no it's like i could just walk in the yard i'll be fine i'll hear them <laughs> Jeff's hurt that's my that's my favorite is when people come to Oregon and they come to like Portland or Eugene and they're like, wow, this is so rural and so small. And I'm like, <laughs> you have no fucking idea. No. Yeah. So, so you're just like, it's your turn to learn how to grow basically. And you're like, I'm going to grow some of this for my friends. And then you're like, 
did had it been legal for a while or did it just become legal and you're like i'm gonna do this for a living i got out of the military in 2004 and then i lived up in portland for a while and then i was just buying weed up there a branch um, if you don't mind me i was army what what did you do in the, can i keep asking because yeah this yeah is fascinating. I, was, I was an infantryman i was stationed cool. Yeah, so I was stationed yeah. in Fort Stewart. Okay, that's why I lived in Georgia. Yeah, um, no, I was. That's why I was like, I was curious when you yeah. said Georgia. I was like, that's yeah. why he was there. Uh, I went to Kosovo. Pick. I volunteered to go to Kosovo uh, during that in 1999. So it was like right after I joined, and then so I stayed seven months over there, and then came back for about a year and some change, and then we went to Iraq. We were one of the first ones over the over the over the border. Um, you and, and the marines the jesus yeah Christ. yeah we were on opposite sides so you know yeah they came in over here and you came yeah yeah so anyway yeah we went through that and then went up everyone listen i'm just gonna i'm just everyone listening he just casually is like any badass soldier is just casually i was on the fucking tip of the spear we crossed it like that's what you do yeah. like heroic and like i know you're being like man but it's like, i mean it's it's it's, it's hard because you're with so many people that are braver than you so it's hard to 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 sit here and act like i was like anything special when i saw so much that was so i'm telling you that you're special and i didn't well, see all that other i stuff, appreciate so. that i <laughs> i have just enough understanding of what was happening then and who was doing that and it's it's fucking i'm glad you guys can do it i can't <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was it was a time of my life i'll never forget and i don't so it, it is what it is though i i learned a lot then and it it cultivated me who i am today and i'm i'm okay with that no it <clears throat> It got you to weed. That's pretty cool. It too. definitely <laughs> did. I, I I know like the, the arc. I remember when it happened. So like I was saying, I, I got out. I, I became I, my dad's a plumber and has been forever. And I started working with him up in Portland. And I became eventually just became a plumber. And I was a service tech. And I was going out to a couple jobs. And I, I met up with this, this guy who was a vet. And he was clearly like, I was just doing work in his house. There's clearly smoking weed. And we just started chatting. And this is like 2000, 2006, I think 2005, 2006. And he was like, you ever smoke weed? And I'm like, yeah, of course, of course I've smoked weed. And he's like, you, you should do this more often then. He's like, you got to just really get into it. Eat some edibles <laughs> and shit like this. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I, <laughs> I like, like I work. I'm gonna like, get. I get drug tested right now. Smoke weed. Yeah, <laughs> he was like really adamant, and I was I was like kind of laughing it off at the time. But like then, I don't know. Like something about that that whole interaction hit me, and I was like, okay, fuck it. So I just called my mom, and I was like, hey, where can I get some weed? And so I got weed, and then from that point on, it was pretty much like I was like, I'm just gonna give it a shot. So it was like after work every day and just like trying to figure out how it worked for my, my PTSD. There was clearly something that I wasn't at the time really addressing appropriately. 
like other people could see it oh yeah absolutely yeah other people could see my struggles and i wasn't able to address them myself so i i just kind of like was like okay nothing's really working for me i may as well smoke some weed maybe this dude's right man i just need to smoke some fucking weed yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. It it was pretty much like you need to smoke more fucking weed don't be a dumbass smoke some weed and he was an infantryman he was a former ranger and we just kind of like hit it off real good. And it, it, it just, it, it came from the heart from him. And anyway, I started smoking way too much weed and I started <laughs> eating edibles and making edibles for myself. And I just got to the point where like, I realized, I realized that was, that was the thing. So, and I think a lot of times what you went through is very much different than what a lot of people went through, <laughs> but a lot of people Just in my short time of this industry, the people before legalization were in this because of PTSD, because of other things and stuff where it was like, no, I really need this in order to feel okay as a person. And like, this is that important to me. That's how it was. It was a real, it was a realization for me. Once I hit like that level, like not just being a little bit stoned. But like Mm -hmm. having adequate amounts of THC in my system where it affected me for more than like 10 minutes. Yeah. And once I got to like finding edibles, really, for me was like that wake up point where I was, I realized that though this can actually change the way I'm feeling. (laughs) And (laughs) it's not numbing it. It's right. Healing it does and it is because yeah. like you can tell like even when you're not it's it, it just chills you out to accept that healing aspect of things and recognize what you have going on without having without having this doom and gloom along with it so it's just like for me cannabis allowed me to go to therapy and so long term i ended up getting a different job down at the coast and moving home to a little bit more uh secure and safer area for myself that was chiller Mm -hmm. and i sought therapy here while i could also utilize cannabis at the same time at the levels that i wanted to without the fear of being drug tested every day which is where what i was in portland so so by doing those kind of things like that, that was super helpful for me. <clears throat> then finding it down even here. Even as a, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, please do. Even as a plumber, why the fuck are you drug testing a plumber? Driving, we were driving uh, everywhere. We so it's insurance. Got, it's always insurance. It's always insurance. Yeah. So like we were just in that. We just did another episode, and it was yeah. literally, I was bitching it's about. Insurance. Was like, it's insurance. It was insurance. Yeah. yeah. But, And I, like I had gotten into an accident early on and uh, were active in drug testing. So like I didn't, I I definitely. But you could drink your dick off. Oh yeah. (laughs) You could drink your dick off. Like, I'm not going to like say like I didn't smoke weed, but it definitely restricted the amount that I did. And I was more cautious, I think, than I I should have been at the time, Uh, (laughs) but whatever. Yeah. No, that's it's uh, that's why we part of this podcast is so everyone can hear the different stories and like it, it that it's you were prevented in a weird way from using something that would have made you better. Absolutely. And that's a weird 
thing we're still oddly <laughs> fighting with this thing and like like we all like have varied degrees of ptsd if you've mm-hmm. been especially as americans if we're being fucking honest yeah um, capitalism does that to you it is yeah. a, <laughs> it's just lunacy and but it's like that like the medical like what mike was saying about the medical community early on even in washington state i was drawn to it because it spoke to me on some level i didn't understand like where i was like this helps me this doesn't hurt me and i don't especially being in like kentucky and tennessee for a long time and like Mm -hmm. finding it there and being like it's really illegal here like i the guy i buy it from was in like a work camp for three years because you know what i mean where it's like yeah but he still got out and was like he could sell it better because what he learned in there fucking amazing and he got yeah, better one stuff. of the He's things like, I found that... a better plug is what he did and i was like let's go some one of the things that we did in oregon i lobbied congress or our senate and whatever legislation House, legislation so right lobbied our, our legislation and talked to individuals there because and just kind of told my story of like trying to use cannabis for the first time as a veteran that wants to follow the rules and want is used to doing these kind of things <clears throat> how what's the easiest way for me to feel legally okay to do this and to do it at the at, without a excessive burden right So we lobbied legislation to essentially, if you're a disabled veteran with a diagnosis of PTSD and you have disability for PTSD, you don't have to go to a doctor to get authorization for use of medical cannabis. So you could just photocopy your disability paperwork, send it to the OMMP. And then you get your card at the discounted rate as well. So the same that low income people would get it at. So you get it $20. So we were, so that was for me, something that I pressed hard to ensure that people had without those kind of like hoops to jump through. And I think that other states should do those kind of things if they're in that medical only area especially how do you feel about the medical market as it is now in the state because when i first came here i was so proud and so excited about it i was like this like some of the places it looks like it's a wink and a nudge nudge type of thing but like here it felt truly the most medicinal out of all the states that i had seen it at and was like okay they're doing some really good stuff and then with legalization they're like we're not going to touch the medical program at all I mean, it's a difficult outlook on things. I think it depends on how you look at it. Like we're like we were saying, we're in a really rural state in general. Like everybody's pocketed, so a lot of the times we end up creating pocket communities. And at the time, especially especially early on in the medical days, like. 2010 ish like 
there was a lot of uh, this communal like work everybody would work together right like you find your small community of of people growers and patients and caregivers right you all work work together and it seemed to i'm hold on i'm gonna cough i'm gonna mute my mic for a second it seemed to flow pretty easily because everybody was doing the black market as well. Right. So like we can't lie to ourselves post this and and say that we are all medicinal because we weren't anybody that was growing was also selling, selling weed on the black market as well. No, so, why? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, but I think there's a lot of confusion there that that all these growers were just fucking giving away tons of weed for free to everyone and anyone that wanted to do it. And that's not the case. A lot of the situations that we had, even with our patients, were unless pa- like a lot of us definitely did lots of like super, super good like straight up just giving to tons of patients throughout Oregon. But like I had a patient that had a cyst on her wrist. Like, like what, like, is that, am I going to give her just tons of weed? No. So that's just not how it worked out. So we would usually do trades. Like she would trim for me and we would do a lot. Is that where she got that cyst? She, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> she said she she said she went into the doctor, paid him one hundred fifty dollars, and he said, "What do you, what's going on?" And she was like, "I don't know, I got this cyst on my wrist," and he was like, "All right, cool," and then wrote it up. And that was. I mean, it. I got mine, and well, I told this story on this podcast, but I got mine years ago when I lived in Seattle with a Seattle, Washington license on Venice Beach, and. Like it took me, yeah, it took me 15, 20 minutes. Like, yeah, I, I think I have one or two other states' licenses. Yeah, it's, I so, gave my buddy's like address. He's yeah, like, like I awesome. went, I remember this one time I was really high on edibles and I went, I was at a high times cup. I'm not sure which one it was, but I had to get like a temporary license. Maybe it was Oklahoma or something like that. <laughs> like, like I could show my, I showed my Oregon card and then i had to like register with the state it was reciprocity is that reciprocity one of the things it's one of the transitive factors or something (laughs) like that transitive property (laughs) there you go so you find cannabis it helps you you move to the coast which the coast is beautiful in oregon it's where i hope i grew up here so it's just like if this, I grew up in Lincoln City, and I live just outside of there now. It it is one of my favorite because like when recreational stuff happened and people were moving towards things, it felt like there was a lot of people who came out of the woodwork, and I was like, yeah, there's some people out on the coast who grow great weed. There's like all this cool weed coming from the coast. Who the fuck are those people? 
And then, of course, some people come to light. And I always thought that was interesting. It was like, I didn't know the coast actually knew how to grow weed. I mean, we're the thing is that we only know how to grow inside. Yeah. With like super climate controlled rooms. So everything is like, it was never like cheap to grow out here Mm. because you can't do air exchange. There's no, there's no option other than like massive dehumidifiers and closed up buildings. So yeah, about, was it like 10 months out of the year? It's just all fog out there. Is that basically? Pretty much. (laughs) I mean, I would say like this year is weird, but because I mean, it's October 12th and it's supposed to be pouring rain by October 15th. And it's, it hasn't yet. So. Oh, we got three days. It's a supposed to be 80 nonstop. So yeah, the, what was the process going recreational though? How did that work out for you? God, well, hold on, hold on. I got a couple yeah. of questions about what he just said about how, because you, like you said, you had to grow indoor on the coast. Yeah. So when you started, like he said, it was just kind of for, for you, but right like describe the room the 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 first one that you were just like oh i started growing in a greenhouse like a yeah it was bad i mean like honestly looking yeah no that's looking back like i shouldn't have been smoking that weed (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm straight face right now. Like I straight yeah, up. Yeah, I know. That, it was just, that's why like, it's it funny because you're like not lying. And like, this is not healthy what I did. It was though. not healthy. I was growing with just how like massive amounts of house and garden nutrients in a greenhouse. Like, cause I thought I had to, like, I mm-hmm. thought that like at the time, like to grow weed, you had to do that. And so like my first, like my first few were pretty rough and I didn't get my card until I honestly, I didn't get my card until I had to. So I think I got my card in 2013, 2013. I got mine in 2014, right before legalization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So because I like because I started to get to a stage where I didn't quite feel comfortable with the amount, the numbers that I was I was going. And uh, so just do that. I mean, I was a grower before I got my own personal card too, because I was way easier. You know, yeah. I didn't have to see anybody. They could just put my name down on something. <laughs> so. Yeah. So we grow indoors. That's how everybody's done it here forever. So uh, even, even in Eugene, like there was very small clustered outdoor stuff, but it was like up in the mountains. Totally. It's like, hey, you're gonna you're gonna lose half of this to mold and that's, that's just gonna be a part that of was process. actually so that was like what you would that's what everybody went into years going like so you would go into like into the season and everybody's like not everybody but like rando people that are going and throwing things outside or up in the woods you just come back and you hope for 30 to 50 percent to take home with you like that's the the hope and dream of like that's a good win because the rest is rotted yeah and you're harvesting (laughs) october 5th here so no matter what your october 5th chop doesn't matter what how done it is you're chopping it down october 5th it's done (laughs) it's done it's done as done done as it's gonna be (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah no then so yeah i did that and i shouldn't have been doing those kind of things just out mm. of like health and safety but by 2000 i bought my property in 2010 and then i just started i like at that point i just built out a, a small little room and i just had 2000 watt lights and like a fluorescent vegetation area nothing nothing special but i did that for hmm, a couple years and i started that and at at that point i was like on forums and stuff like that when i decided to like get more in indoor like legitimately indoors versus like just a greenhouse that was my favorite too is like i even talked to people about back in the day it was like yeah i had a huge garage grow it was four lights yeah it was, it was yeah. so fucking big and they're fluorescent <laughs> lights and just yeah. hanging up over stuff they got cfls everywhere yeah yeah i had a buddy of mine that had a a, a huge grow and it was a double car garage and it was wall-to-wall t5s t5 oh, yeah. everywhere it was just <laughs> it was just fluorescent like everywhere and like this this far from the plants uh-huh and you're getting this much bud all, all the way across all lollipops it's, it's yeah. just horrifying yeah <laughs> like those were those were those were fun days and everybody was chopping it 55 days hmm. they wanted the hairs right like because the hairs you want are the good. white hairs the yeah, white you want hairs those hairs cool. you want lots of hairs <laughs> <laughs> no that was I would have done favorite. all that i would have done all that <laughs> <laughs> we had one guy who ran the botanicare line with yeah. just a little bit of uh shooting powder at the end and when i say a little bit just nice. dumping it onto <laughs> but he was he was all he was like i give i give three pounds of light it's a four by eight fluorescent so it's <laughs> yeah. all sea of yeah. green and i was like yeah okay yeah. man <laughs> yeah i love that when guys with one light in a five foot by five foot area or like dude i'm getting four pounds of light all day like you have one light bro and you're going <laughs> edge to edge like anybody can do that shit like fucking that shit should be oil oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious but then from those beginnings you then moved into the recreational market what was uh, no, was- no, no no we were still like i i I I was growing here and like I got into forums and I was like on roll it up and I was a moderator for subcools. Oh yeah. Organic section there. I ended up like really getting into the organic stuff there. And then about four years, three years into it, I was a moderator there and had was doing all kinds of stupid stuff with TGA. That's, that's what I try and tell the the people nowadays because everybody's like, ah, oh, Instagram's dead. It's all moving to Discord and everything. I was like, oh shit, it's about to move to a third different type of technological. We're gonna be space. back to IRC. Is like, it no Discord's time. like a forum, right? Yeah, it's like a it's like a forum chat. Like it's like it could be considered a a quick response form yeah 
So the old forms back in the day, and I don't even know why I'm saying this, it should be you. They, they're a lot longer. People go in depth. Like you can still go back and look at a bunch of those forms. Yeah, and like, they're oh, they were figuring shit out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were figuring shit out that some people still don't know. So you know, yeah, we were doing some, I mean, we were doing a lot of like collaboration between growers that were thousands of miles away and that was a really fun time we did a lot of just fun things and traveled a lot like i think over three years i traveled to every state that would let us in (laughs) if we could sell seats in that state we would go there and sub cool young one of the more pivotal people in this industry to starting out with a lot of the breeding i've grown so many of his cuts it's pretty it's pretty big time at least for a nerd like me where i'm just like that's awesome what is it (laughs) i want to know do you want to talk about him a little bit yeah so sure yeah sub cool uh started tga with his then girlfriend miss jill and then kind of like it had a a bunch of like rotating people throughout Mm -hmm. the years with like sunny chiba dioxide me uh andrew who is partner my partner coastal and i went by geek mike on there and we did like own oh, hound dog with doghouse started there too and we did a lot of like i personally did clone acquisition i did testing and i sold weed out of the back of his booth at high times cups no that is <laughs> no it's just for ornamental so, so that was pretty much what i did yeah he was like it was like hey bring your weed here so I can show it to people and you can sell as much as you want. I was like, okay. Sure. Yeah. Sounds good. That's so, and that was always good. Cause you would sell, you'd go to cups like that and you'd sell, I would sell eights for the price I was selling ounces up here. So like it worked out. (laughs) It was lucrative. It seemed to be okay. Fantastic. (laughs) That's a supply and demand issue right there. Yeah. And he was one of the first true designer breeders yeah, out there. We would bring out like, like, it, like we would sell eights in like glass jars in 2014. Like this. Gotcha. Yeah. But it was like, it was like kind of like, a, and I'm sorry, like that I'm not super familiar with this part of it. And it's, it's okay. fascinating. No. no, it is fascinating. Like it's, I, I love when, Every now and then I'll get like cocky and be like, man, I got this fucking, this world's it's small. So I got it. And then some layers peeled back and you're like, what in the fuck is this? <laughs> it's awesome. It's like, that's why I love living in LA because there's a lot of little neighborhoods and I've been here for seven or eight years. And every now and then I'll turn down a street and be like, look at this shit. I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, so I like, that's, I don't want to lose the wonder in life. You know what I mean? So, but this part is like, I'm just going to guess from context clues of what I know. So cool. You guys in this click, for lack of a better term, community. Ooh, that's a even better, better term. Community 
were like on the forefront of like figuring out how to clone stuff and then get good genetics, but also community like using the internet for what it's truly yeah to be for so, which is like connecting people that are doing similar things and then i would say that like tga and about a half dozen other seed groups or seed companies utilize social media and forums and stuff like that early on the most effectively at the time and made that very lucrative for that early onset of that and it was mostly because social media organizations at the time didn't quite understand the context or and they didn't have the ability to like hinder our ability to sell seeds essentially on like facebook so yeah (laughs) yeah so we were just early on in that aspect of things yeah and then now they yeah breeding's interesting right now with a lot of it reminds me a lot of supreme stuff and everything else which is cool because there are some great companies out there doing good stuff but breeders used to get together like a lot of the things like i mean high times cups and stuff like that they were really effective and really good for us as breeders and growers because you would get a lot of reality checks because you would go to like it was more communal at the time even today it's not because say it the the idea of like buying weed in a store is makes it, it makes you not be able to understand anything beyond what the bud tender is telling you. So like without having the person that grew it or even somebody related to that, or even understanding like what the genetics are. Now we have 10 tens of thousands of different strains crossed all different ways. I can probably name 40 different runts crosses right now. all the fun of poly hybrids yeah Yeah, exactly so we have we have and like i love a poly hybrid but we start getting like right now i truly see a a genetic funnel that is just kind of dog shit yeah and it looks pretty and we're and we're an instagram driven industry anymore or that that photograph or short video is all we need to know what dank is now right even in the states it used to be so much more it used to be like you had to have it in your hand understand what it was and people would make fun of you if it wasn't yeah (laughs) and even before it was like let me smoke it and i'll tell you exactly let me smoke it i mean and it Mm. becomes very one-dimensional in a lot of the strains for me like i always have like texture is a big deal for me like when Mm -hmm. you're breaking it up like that texture and smell like like right off the bat there Mm -hmm. like that's such a huge like initial thing like when you crack open a beer if you're smelling dog shit right off the bat something that makes you or nothing or cardboard it's not going to make it appealing to like dig your face (laughs) in there and like chug it up 
So just like with weed, you, you need that same initial kind of thing. And like, it's more than just seeing it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I, talk how did we buy pounds back in work. the day? Dude, we we you, used to buy pounds by squeezing butts. You'd squeeze, squeeze the butts. Yeah. You'd, you'd rip it you'd open. Your face deep in there. Yeah. <laughs> And just everything now so phosphorus dense and yeah. just like hard fucking nugs and it's just like no i like the little side ones like everybody posts videos of their colas and everything it's like <laughs> i like the side squishy nugs at the bottom yeah. that you just popularity kind of used to come used to be by how much like we just sold and that would all be like word of mouth yeah. So you always like the popular weed would 99% of the time just be good weed. And now you can't guarantee that because you guarantee it's going to look good. Purple Punch will tell you fucking differently. <laughs> like even in LA, like there was this, this place I used to go to called Treehouse or something like that. But then there's like a, you know, a Dr. Green Thumbs open literally around the corner. And I was like, the and I was right because they were gone. But like <clears throat> the one of the first things I noticed about that place is like they it came in these big, big jars and they let you smell it. They wouldn't let you touch it or anything, but you could smell the jar. And what I noticed is like it would go if it was good, it would go fast. Yeah. And like they none of like green thumbs is like it's all in this packages and it's all pretty and everything it's like there's a lot of neon and all that stuff and colors and it's a corporate i mean hats off to be real he's a businessman and he's done an impressive but it's not and i'm sure he's like he's working around certain rules too to do it like i get it's but it's not a great experience and they are trying to make it a great experience and they just can't the longer we get away from the the days of squeezing juicy nugs to having this prepackaged cigarettes (laughs) the farther we get away from there timeline wise the the farther we are from just never seeing that again It's, it's it's the inevitable corporate capitalism aspect of things where it's just that's just the direction it's going i don't see any other way of it going backwards to to that Uh, other than like black market which is still thriving i guess i mean i've had a few friends who have just ducked out of the recreational market and just gone back to the black yeah. market the people's market it's i wouldn't kind say of it's necessarily like... like thriving because like the <laughs> amount of like money that's in weed now is like trash but i would say that there's more quality consistent quality in a black market setting than you'll ever find in a recreational setting yep especially out of the state of oregon that's for damn sure it's just smaller and older heads just get tired like Mm -hmm. it gets exhausting and lose your love for it when there's so many people that are in it for just different different reasons and are willing to trash it just to to make that buck there's a disruption in it right now that people aren't super familiar with and it's fascinating to me 
because like like you see these when those Canadian IPOs when those big companies and they're like they show losses for the last three years or four years and people are like man how they lose money in the Wii game like because they're doing it on purpose because they stole the business model from yeah. Jeff Bezos <clears throat> is what they did yeah, and they for they're forcing like it's just uh, like a little bit of like quick math we all anybody that like transitioned into recreational stuff like we all expected the prices to go down right so yeah. like we all adjusted to make that work and then like a year into that prices went down everybody was like okay yeah that's the way it goes and then you're like okay yeah you expect a little bit of a price drop again but the way it happened is over a three-year period it went down to a third the price so like when you have top like high-end high-end mm -hmm. stuff went down to about a third of the overall price and i think middle grade went to about 50 percent and like it's pretty easy to adjust farming if you're making good amount of money and you're comfortable it's pretty easy to adjust a little bit off the top end but when you're talking about a 50 percent drop in gross revenue for the same amount of product that's really difficult especially when we are dealing with tax burdens that are excessive and things that just don't really allow you to do those things. Like we we're small. So like we could only really afford to buffer ourselves for a few months at a time and it just got harder and harder. The, the lower the average price went. And I think the hard thing for me too is like, as far as competition and everything else is like, when you talk about that first greenhouse grow and you're like, I shouldn't have been consuming that. And like, there's a lot for me where like, I get pushed back and people call me snobby or they're like, like, oh, access to affordable cannabis across the market type of thing. And I'm like, yeah, but you guys are selling stuff that isn't fit for human consumption. You guys are selling things that are just not what human beings should be ingesting, especially in a medicinal or even just an enjoyable manner. Like, I feel like it's the same thing with large agriculture where it's like, oh, we've made a nutrient void piece of fruit that you can only afford to buy that and to me it's a little bit of like kind of classist predatory thing i'm like no just throw that shit in compost if i fucked up bad back in the day i would have to compost it now people are making business models of it and just driving down the prices across the board and it's just like this is just this is not what i came to do yeah just throw a filter on it bro just put a filter on it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> also, I like that Mike's acting like I like cigarettes aren't. I don't know if you noticed what they did. Like that. That's just. It's like the reason I quit was because I had convinced myself I love tobacco because I used to chew tobacco, and then I I switched to the American Spirit or whatever the thing is where it's like it's just tobacco where i smoke that and i was like nah i like the chemicals i'm addicted to the chemicals i like that <laughs> shit i like that parliament light shit and i was like oh i have to quit because 
Because it's not like I'm just a just an old hillbilly. I like to to backy. And you're like, yeah, no. I always I always like searched out like I always heard because I used to chew a lot too. And I was <laughs> like, oh, they're like Kodiak's got fiberglass in it to get into yeah. your lips more. That's the shit I want. So I got addicted <laughs> yeah. to Kodiak. Yeah, <laughs> I like it because it smells like I want to put something that that tastes like Ben Gay smells. Yeah, it wants to, to my mouth. It should burn. It should hurt. Yeah, I want yeah, it in my mouth. I should like, get well, the sick. first time you do it, you should throw up. Yeah, you should get sick. You know it's good. That's, yeah, yeah. Fucking, we're just teenagers are just dingbats. They're just horrible. pure yeah. dingbats. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, it is very funny. Where you're just like, oh, and then you're talking about like they're oh they're selling weed that's got mold in it. Yeah, yeah, I bet they are. I bet. Yeah, it's. It's I mean, I grew something that I was like, this, you know? I couldn't give it to my friends. I just had to, I tried to cook with it and it, it wasn't it's rough. It's, it's rough. I've, I've done too. some bad things with some bad weed. And I, <laughs> again, I, you yeah. know what? We like, we've all come a long way. Well, yeah, we, you okay. always think about when you didn't have much of it. Yeah. yeah so I, that's I tried I, to dry weed in an oven one time. I tried. I was like, put it it's on the low like, setting. It's just, it's got, does it have like, like carpet fiber? It I went mean, brown, like, it went, it went brown smell? faster than I could ever tell you. Like, it yeah. went brown in the oven. <laughs> Sorry, and I was back in New Jersey smoking just weed, just sprayed down with raid and just, oh, yeah. I, I remember the, the guy fun. I used to tour with, he lived in yeah. Los Angeles and was rich, and I lived. When I first met him, I lived in Tennessee. So, like, finding good weed was not easy. And then finding anyone that had a bunch of it was expensive. But then I would tour with him, and he was just getting stuff at a dispensary early on. And he just, like, the stuff he would waste, I would just watch it and be like, what are you? That's like, like I think I would fist fight somebody over this in my house. And it's just, like, in his car. You know what I mean? Where I was just like, and I still think about that sometimes because now I'm in, it's just pretty, it's awesome because it's around so much. I have a lot of it, but like sometimes I'll just like brush it off onto the ground and I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. me, me 15 years ago would just punch myself in the nuts just for the, just like, what are you doing? You get it. Now it's just like, no, it's just, I don't even want to smoke that. Like, so that's funny and nice to think about if we're being silver lining about stuff i mean yeah sure i mean i'd rather i'd rather it be like i'd rather it be where i'm fucking picking things and like but yeah i i trash bowls like barely <laughs> like i barely hit that i'm like down it's out i give her a not bit. coming back like, for that i'm not you see your back. friends are like what are you doing like, it's garbage yeah. it's yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah yeah well, that's halfway done i'm like ah oh, it's a little resiny i'm done <laughs> that was the benefit of being a grower back in the days you're like this shit just grows everywhere i'm just gonna i remember back in the good old days i keep a quarter pound for myself out of everything you keep those tops you keep those fat tops and like that's that's what you get to keep and show off to your buddies like when it's time to pull it out you're like oh yeah hold up yeah (laughs) these So I know we've pretty much covered a lot of this stuff that has gone on, but it was heartbreaking to hear that you guys were shutting down and going to be done with everything. 
Is that anything you ever expected was going to happen? Did you go into the wreck market and being like, you know what, we'll do our thing. And then when it gets bad, we'll get out type of thing. Uh, I didn't, not, not necessarily, but after the first year. So like when legislation like first passed, I felt really confident. Yeah. And then there were like changes over the next year and a half that just like really messed everything up. <laughs> So, and then it, it quickly changed because like outside investors that like, came in really quick and the, the, you felt the need to expand really quick just to keep up with those kind of things instead of like expanding naturally. And those kind of things for me, especially, cause I, I never, I never came into this thinking, oh, I'm going to be in every state doing everything all the time like I, I i said from the get-go i want to be really really good at oregon and then if i can expand into california or washington i'm like super great with that but whatever it was never something any more than that but i Starbucks definitely on every corner well, no, <laughs> it's, like we <laughs> it's what a dare it's like a dairy i think it's like that's a not yeah. a that's not a bad like that's not overly ambitious totally it's like it's like a very it's in and out that's why they're so good is because they won't they need their their stores need to be a hundred miles from their meat issue and that's why it's fresh that's exactly how i wanted it too it's like i wanted everything like to be able to be handled within a tight area so that like we could quality control things appropriately because like i wanted i wanted us to have like high quality weed all the time and we definitely did weird i mean that's a weird business model yeah (laughs) yeah and and it's it's hard to adjust with the market and like we could have done things differently for sure and marketed ourselves differently and but i don't think that we would have done what we wanted to do we would have done things the way the market wanted us to do and that's not why we got into it so and it's not how the fucking plant works either right exactly that's my i'm that's as a i'm the outsider like i'm the dumb one it's frustrating i I do understand i breed myself as well and when you're breeding really what you're doing is you're breeding for yourself and like to your preferences and you're selecting things based on that. And like, I love blueberries. It's like the terpene profile that for me is the most medicinal. And a lot of our stuff has blueberry terpenes in it. (laughs) And like got to the point where like, we really did want to just grow a lot of our own stuff. And it's difficult because the more you grow of something the better you get at it right Mm -hmm. but also in this market everybody wants something different every two weeks so it's always really i always had that i already got a little bit of that or so it was really difficult for us to to like we wanted to lock down on things but it was difficult to keep that up without market that's without selling issues essentially no i mostly distribution problems because oregon's so spread out i'm just fascinated from like even a consumer 
because I I know you're not lying because the the it just the facts are there. But that is yeah. I do like like variety. That's like food. It's like anything. I do like a variety. But like when you find like you said like certain things that like speak to you for lack of a better term, totally. it's that's a huge frustration I have in California is like every now and then I'll find something that I'm like, this is really great. I don't know how y'all accidentally made something great down here, but you did. And then literally within three days, they're like, ah, it's gone. Everyone, yeah. you're, like, you're like, how's it? And they're like, it's good. And you're like, everything else is garbage. You guys, even though you're charging <laughs> yeah. 75 fucking dollars. Like I bought something recently and it was because it, it was a piece of art. Like the whole thing was like these, and I saved it. Like the packaging was art. And it's like, it's like the Supreme shit Mike was talking about, but it was, and the weed was, it, it was blown the fuck out THC, mm. which makes you a little, like, it's not that fun. It's kind of annoying. If you're being on it, if we're being honest, like the high is kind of annoying. Cause you're like, I don't, this is not right. It's just not even. You're just kind of dumb for no reason. It tastes fine, but it was. I was. I, I spent seventy five dollars because I was fascinated with the art, and I will save it because it is a piece right. of like how there's like a historic part of it too that's interesting to me. Where it's like, what are they? What is? What are they trying to do with this? I do want like a record of it. I keep certain like no uh, i think that's super important to like i think that having those kind of things have its place sure I, I think that's like great like i love like i like beer i like weed i have a brewery that i like it's a great notion mm -hmm. and they have beautiful artwork on their cans just absolutely i love flying dog has ralph stedman but at the same time like, their beer is amazing so it's like it's got to be hand in hand and we have so many situations these days where like the artwork is great but like that's dog crap in there that's what was <laughs> no that it's that you articulated it and i was trying to be cool and nice about it, but that is like that was the frustrating part and i think i said it to mike well i was like man if this weed was like also out of this world the way this packaging and stuff was yeah like you could do something super like so like that part is like i think that's part of what grown locals trying to do is the old school forum and we should probably like the young kids keep telling us to start a goddamn discord and we should do Discords it Discords uh, are great. Yeah. And, and but i think that's what we're trying to create with this is like teaching people that you can grow it and like there's different parts and you don't have to be scared but also like sharing like okay this art part is cool that they're doing so there is something to this part that totally. i like but they're also doing it because their weed is shit and they need to make up for like you know what i mean whereas like this is clear why they did that. it's cool it's clever i'm not mad at it but this is wow if you did both of these holy shit but then there's also like like you look at wine and like i have wealthy friends that i don't hang out with them a lot but they ask me to their dinners because i'm fun but they have that kind of high dollar 
not kind of like that rare vintage wine shit and what always makes me laugh is like the labels are just there's no creativity it's more right. like this shit is good as fuck yeah it's a million dollars and you're just like and what made me laugh i remember when i did drink is i always i like wine i did that was like i do like a I enjoyed it with the joint it makes you feel like glue now you can't do anything but it feels like it's fucking awesome they complement and, well with each other it really does if we're so, for being honest it's real good and yeah. when i retire yeah i was just gonna be sitting watching whales in my with joints and a fucking bottle of red fucking wine that's if you need billy that's where i'll be uh <laughs> but i remember that you remember the first time you tried like this guy after a show gave me in this comic a $300 bottle of wine. Cause yeah. you know, some people like to do shit like that. Cause it's a power move. And we were more than happy to be like, we'll be sure. And we were getting on a ferry to go back into Seattle after the show. And both of us, someone else was driving. We're in the backseat, just running our comedy mouths about like, how much better can a fucking wine is like, how much? And as we both sipped it, we just shut the fuck up. Because we were like, oh, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, there's like, of course, there's levels to this. Like, this is like, it was like the first time I was like, this is like weed, where you find good weed. Let me give you a good recommendation then. All right. So I don't even find. So this will have to be when I'm on. Find a good Tempranillo. This is for anybody. Okay. All right. So find a Tempranillo. It's going to be like, like, it'll it'll be like a, a really rich, like tobacco and earthy. And then an Afghani. Just like go like 70% plus on an Afghani. If you can find that and a Tempranillo, it's like the perfect, perfect combination. Oh man, I can't. Good. When I retire, I'm just going to call you all the time. Like, what, what should I do today? <laughs> do you think there's something specifically about that here in Oregon? Because like I tell people, it's like, why do you live here? And it's like, oh, it's the quality of life. Literally the coffee the food we have farms we have even tillamook cheese it's just like everything it. is done well here yeah do you think that that's because of the agricultural side because of the rural side or what is that i think everybody down the line when you really like when you really start to look at like oregonians and like the oregon owned businesses and shit like that around here i think everyone down the line cares no matter who they are what their outlooks are in life i think that everyone cares about what they're doing and their product so can i add something to yeah. that yeah historically that i everyone had wanted to be there and do that in oregon like like where i'm from just like this is what you do and this is like but the, it's a new place yeah. essentially so like i think that's why like when you come to the west coast a lot of people go back because they don't like it but I the think people you, that stay there's a way of life <laughs> that you, you want to be and it's like it's a little slower but it's yeah, rewarding yeah. You hit the nail on the head there, though, when you said that people come in here, because I think that's a lot of like what happened. It's like people come in here. Some people matched, right? They came yes. here and they hit and that's cool. 
but some of them didn't. And I think a lot of that's what, like, you saw that in the weed industry, just because, like, rapid, rapid influx of different type of people that really aren't, like, Oregon. They're not that vibe. Yeah. There's a vibe. Like, no matter... We, you're damn you know, right when you're is. here long enough you know what the yeah. vibe is and <laughs> some people just don't have it and it's it's slower it's more chill like there's a lot of like respect even An intelligent each, way to yeah. do old things yeah is yeah. what i like about oregon and what i like about the west coast more than the east coast even in agriculture in anything is like there is a respect for history but there is an also there's this progressive part even in the conservative yeah. people i don't mean it politically oh, totally. i mean it and there, that's a funny part about conservatives on the west coast is like you motherfuckers are way more progressive than you ever know like if i took oh, you yeah. back to where like i'm from they would be like you're a damn hippie and you're like yeah. you think, that's just so funny but I do think that's part of what makes like I lived in Seattle for six years and thought I didn't like the Northwest. And then since getting to know Mike over the last two or three years and Eugene and like, I'm like, Oh, I like, like, Oh, I it's like, I like Oregon. Like I like, like I'm an Oregon person. Like, like mm. there's a certain, and you, like you said, like it speaks to you. Like I remember the first time driving up I five, and it was snowing. Dude, <laughs> some of that shit, and I was like, "This place is awesome." Like it's terrifying, but it is cool and awesome. And then I got to Washington, I was like, "This place is different. It's not the same. It's a different thing." So I, yeah. it it's like, and you being on the coast, like I don't think you're probably the first person we've talked to that grows on the coast. If I like in Oregon, Jim Davis also, but kind of, um, Jim, Jim's like McMinnville. He's yeah. <laughs> thank you. That's why I said kind of, I'm like, I don't know if that's okay. Yeah. Now growing, growing here was, I mean, it's always like, it was me and a couple hippies. And that's pretty much it. So yeah, you and the Goonies. That's who yeah. it is. It's, <laughs> I always think about that too when I watch that movie, knowing what knowing about Oregon. Because my sons, yeah. everyone loves the Goonies. It's one of the best movies of all time. Of course. Yeah. Like every time you watch it, you're like, you just sit down and like, oh, it is good. I like this part. It's, it it's, has Oregon vibes. Right? Oh, it's goddamn, it is Oregon. Yeah. And like every time I like as an adult watch it, I'm like, who in this movie's growing weed in their basement? It's happening. Like, yeah, there's definitely Oregon vibes all through that even with the storyline if you really get down to it yeah. yes the gentrification all of it yeah, yeah. the whole Come on. <laughs> so funny that's why i was like I, I don't know if you guys have seen the goonies but they've been gentrifying shit since the jump you guys <laughs> you hipsters didn't invent that either uh, <laughs> so funny um, man thank you so much for your time like this is thank- no i appreciate you guys you guys are you're sharing your story too like it's there's not as there's not as many vets in the industry as there should be and the way they're treated is frustrating that was one of the questions i would love to bring you back on sometime and talk about 
that specifically i can talk literally for hours i'm i'm a nervous talker so any situation that's I get perfect into, we need hours like, of content let's that wing it <laughs> yeah anytime you need to wing it for an hour I'm, I'm always good i'm always good for an hour of talking about some bullshit because i'm just fascinated with it's clear it helps with ptsd yeah. in a way that like that it's undeniable not i am 100 percent positive that it's an effective treatment for ptsd in conjunction with the military therapy, with therapy yo with a hundred percent yeah yeah hundred percent i, I <laughs> am also smoke weed you can't, you can't just, just smoke no, weed. you can't do that no. <laughs> yeah yeah you, you, you gotta can't. exercise too motherfuckers that's also yeah. important you yeah, can't not is. just you can't not exercise People are like, oh, I'm depressed. Like, just go outside and run a little bit. And you're like, oh, you're not depressed. Yeah. You're just fucking lazy. Right. Um, right. I'm not saying that's not making, but I'm just saying I'm making fun of those people that aren't actually depressed who are just being like, oh, I'm sad. You're like, nah, you just need to move. Got to get get up. You got to move around, man. You got <laughs> I to. do that all the time, man. I, I think I'm depressed, but realistically, I just haven't moved in three years. Oh. I'll be in a bad mood. My wife will be like, oh. when's the last time you worked out? And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. Know. you know what? This fuck off. Alex, right Alex off. could tell when I'm angry. He was like, when was the last time you hiked the butte? When was, did you miss a day of hiking the butte? I'm like, shit. That's fuck you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank it you is. so much, Mike. I appreciate you greatly. Yeah. Always, always good talking to you, Mike. Yeah. If you guys want me on ever again, just hit me up. I'm, I oh, got we're going to pick time. your brain. I got it's free awesome. time. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs>